critical thinking is the most important skill you can have when you're living in a world that seems to have lost its mind. Everyone out there is trying to tell you what to think. I want to teach you how to think. In every episode, I'm exposing the logical fallacies being used by advertisers, politicians, influencers, news outlets, social media memes, and maybe even your own best friend. Warning, listening to this podcast will cause you to see bad thinking everywhere. Welcome to the Filter Through a Brain Cell podcast. Hey thinkers, what is up? Kathy Gibbons here. Welcome back to another episode of the Filter Through a Brain Cell podcast where you become a little bit smarter every time you listen and a little bit harder to fool. I'm so glad that you're here. So let's start off today's episode by doing a quick review of a compliance tactic that we covered earlier this season called the foot in the door technique. Okay, why don't you hit pause real quick and see if you can remember what this tactic is. So the foot in the door technique or tactic, whatever, is when somebody makes a small request or offer first, knowing that you're sure to accept that offer because later on, they're planning on making a larger request or a larger offer, and that's the one that they really want you to accept. But they knew if they started with the large request first that you would say no. So rather than giving you a question to ask yourself for this one, I gave you a statement, a truth that you can say to yourself if you ever find yourself in this position, and it's this. Just because I said yes once doesn't mean I have to do it again. So if you want to review or learn more about the foot in the door tactic, go back and check out episode 133. If you are looking for a good math curriculum, definitely check out our sponsor, CTC Math. CTC Math uses video tutorials and summaries that are clear, complete, and easy to follow, just like having your very own teacher but online. This ensures that your student understands something before they're asked to practice it. The curriculum uses worksheets and interactive questions based explicitly on the video tutorials that your child has just watched. So they even give you helpful reports so that you can monitor your child's progress. If you're interested, you can start a free trial today by visiting ctcmath.com or you can click the link in the show notes. All right, so we are continuing on with our mini-series on propaganda tactics, and today I'm bringing you two tactics that are very similar. Basically, they're opposite, so I thought I'd put them in the same, same episode so you can learn about both of them at the same time. And both of them are tactics that use certain words or mental imagery to instill positive or negative emotions. So the first one is called dysphemism. Dysphemism, yes, I know, it's kind of strange, but dysphemism happens when someone purposely uses words or phrases that are harsh, rude, or disrespectful to describe something or someone instead of using neutral or even kind words. And you're going to recognize these. We do this all the time in, in common language and in common speech. So here are some examples of dysphemism. It would be using the term loony bin instead of mental institution, or saying the person croaked or is six feet under instead of saying that they passed away. It would be describing someone as a bleeding heart instead of calling them someone who cares about certain issues. It's calling someone a control freak rather than calling them meticulous. It's saying someone is an airhead rather than just saying that they're forgetful. And it's saying someone is over the hill 
rather than just saying they're old. So as you can see here, dysphemism is changing the language to be more derogatory or more negative. Now, in contrast, we have euphemism. A euphemism is when somebody purposely uses words that are nicer and gentler or more polite. Using a euphemism is generally intended to paint a more positive picture than what the actual words would have done. So here's some examples of euphemism. This would be saying somebody is resting in peace rather than saying that they're dead. It would be a boss telling an employee that they've been let go instead of fired. It would be describing somebody as frugal when they're really just flat out cheap. It'd be calling a country a developing nation rather than calling it a third world country. It's saying a person is big boned rather than calling them large. And how about saying someone is in their birthday suit rather than saying they're naked? <laughs> now, dysphemisms are dysphemisms and euphemisms always manipulative. No, absolutely not. In fact, there's plenty of times when they're warranted based on who might be around. Like if there are young children and you don't want to talk about mature subjects in front of them, you might use a euphemism. Or say in liter in literature where these could be used as literary devices to make the person's writing more interesting. However, they can also be used purposely to make something seem better or worse than it actually is. To invoke anger over something or to try to make it seem like another thing is not really a big deal. And if this sounds familiar, you would be right. Dysphemism and euphemism are both forms of doublespeak, which we talked about back in episode 147. And I even mentioned euphemisms in that episode as well. So you might want to go back after you listen to this and review episode 147 because it'll kind of um, expand on this a little bit. So an example of dysphemism that has happened in our country over the past few years is calling the January 6th protesters insurrectionists instead of just protesters, while describing other protesters who burned down buildings and cities as mostly peaceful protesters. A real-life example of euphemism is when politicians use the term reproductive choice when they're really talking about abortion. So the question to ask yourself if you think you might be facing a dysphemism or a euphemism is this, are they purposely trying to make something seem worse than it is? Or are they purposely trying to make something seem better than it is? All right, guys, that's it for today. Remember, when you learn how to think, you will no longer fall prey to those who are trying to tell you what they want you to think. And it all starts with asking one simple question. Is that really true? I would love to hear from you. Do you have questions about fallacies and cognitive biases? Are you now starting to see and hear them everywhere around you too? Well, send them in. They just might get featured on the podcast. You can email them to me at think at filter through brain or you can connect with me on Instagram at filter through brain cell. And if you want to be notified about when new episodes come out and all the things that we're doing, go to www.filter through brain and sign up to receive email updates. I would love it if you would help us on our mission to teach society how to think well. Please subscribe, leave us a review, and share this podcast with people in your life.